Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Men and Acme. I feel like we just talked because of the bonus episode this week. Like, it is so fun being able to talk to you again and to bring you another episode on a regular day with Olivia and Kyle. They are awesome. They are the founders of The Clear Cut, which is an amazing jewelry company. If you haven't already heard of it, you should 100% check it out. And I just love having a couple on. Like, I don't remember the last time we had a couple on. We used to do a lot of couples when we first, when I first started the podcast. I, I don't know why I say we sometimes. It's like who, me and who, me and who, like me and you, I guess. I don't know. Sure. But they're really great. They're a wonderful couple. They're just good people too. And I was really happy to be able to chat with them. I also went on their podcast for The Clear Cut. So check it out as well. But before we get into that, I'm going to answer a few of your questions for the solo. The first one is tell to, someone asked me to tell you about my date evolution with Stephen, the types of dates, the sleepovers, meeting friends, etc. I did not know you'd be interested in this, but I digress. The first date that we went on was a coffee date. It was on a Saturday at like 3 p.m. because I I don't even know why that happened. I think we were really struggling to find a date that worked for us. I was traveling, then he was traveling. We were busy, which you should be, you know? And so we agreed on Saturday at 3 p.m. And I had a brunch like celebrating my friend's sober anniversary before. So it was really nice. It was with all my sober gals. And then, and they were like hyping me up, but I was like trying not to make it a thing because when you make it a, your date a thing and like everyone knows about it and you're getting all these follow-up texts, like how was the date? And so I was just trying to play it cool, you know? And then I went to go meet him at Irving Coffee on 4th, like right near Washington Square Park, which was a little bit closer to him than to me. So didn't know that because I didn't know where he lived, but whatever, it was fine. And then I got there first, which was a little embarrassing. I mean, not embarrassing, just like, you know, I got there first. And then he walked in and I had already texted him like, what's your order? And he told me his order and I'm like ordering coffee. And I'm like, am I about to pay for his coffee? But then I'm like, you know what? It's coffee. I don't care. And then he shows up in the nick of time and puts his credit card down and pays for his coffee and my tea that I had ordered. And then we sat down and we chatted. And then we, you know, he walked me back. He walked me to Washington Square Park. And then we went our separate ways because I 
I obviously was the one to say like, oh, I have to go. I have to meet a friend because I did have to meet a friend. I was meeting a friend because we were planning a trip to Italy for our other friend's wedding, which obviously never happened because COVID hit like a few months later. But I was the one that was like, I have to go. And he was like, oh, I'll walk you like, you know, to Washington Square Park and then whatever. So he walked me there and I thought he was going to kiss me, but he didn't. It was like, it would have been this perfect opportunity. It was snowing. It was gorgeous. You know, like January in the city didn't kiss me. I was like, cool. That's great. But I had the best time texted my, our mutual friend after and was like, kiss my husband. Okay. Second date. Then we were like texting that night. He actually immediately texted me after the date because I told him to find out his birth time, obviously. And he was like, my mom told me it's this. And I was like, oh, let me look it up and whatever. And so we were texting that night. He was going to pasties with his friends. He had never been. And I was like, you have to get the burger. And he, and then we were, you know, texting. I was going to hostel on that night. This like is really fun restaurant where you stand on tables And we were texting a little bit here and there. And then I was like, did you get the burger? And he was like, no, I got the duck. And I was like, literally, what the fuck? Like, I asked you if you got the burger and you get like, I told you to get the burger. I said it was the best thing on the menu and you got the duck. And he was like, yeah. And like, it was good. But like, and I was like, yeah, because you didn't get the burger. I was so pissed. Anyway, not sure how that's relevant, but whatever. I'm still not over that though. Like, why didn't you listen to me? Obviously, you didn't trust me, whatever. And then we're texting a little bit, but the texting dies. And then we don't text for like a day. So like that's late Saturday night. We don't, but there was no like ghosting. Like I think he was the last person who said something, but it wasn't a question. So I didn't answer. Then the whole day passes on Sunday. Then Monday night, I'm at dinner with a girlfriend and she, and I'm telling her like, oh, you know, I like this guy. We went out, but like he hasn't asked me on a second date yet. And this is something I would never do. I would never break this rule. But let me tell you some background, which is that I knew Stephen liked me because of the way he had like aggressively hit on me on New Year's. And my friend was like, why don't you just text him? And I was like, I would never do that in a million years. Like, that's so cringe. And she's like, what do you have to lose? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like I'm newly single. Like I want to date like a bunch of people now anyway. I don't really have anything to lose. And I know he likes me. Otherwise I wouldn't. So I texted him and I was like, just because I asked you on the first date doesn't mean I'm going to ask you on the second or something like that. Because I had, I didn't ask him on the first date, but I told him I was single and then he asked me out. And so he was like, oh, so he actually didn't respond until like after midnight that night because he was on a date with someone else which is so shady. But you know what? Like what we had been on one date, so it's fine. Like I forgive and forget. He was actually dating this girl when I came into his life. So he was just like continuing to date this person because no one's ever really single. Like you got to keep that in mind. Like if you're going to meet someone great, they're probably going on a few dates with a girl from Hinge, you know, like or something. And he then responded. He was like, oh my God, like I'm so bad at this. Like I would love to take you on another date. Like I just made us a reservation Um, or no, he was like, when are you free? I'll make us a reservation. We ended up having a second date at Cafe Select at 930. I don't know why he suggested 930, but I just wasn't in the mood to be like, that's too late. Like I didn't know him that well. So I just had dinner and like had plans before that because I actually was in, I, I had plans already before that. And I was like, I'll just meet him after my plan. So I met him after... And his friends were sitting in the front of the restaurant because they like are those kinds of friends, which they're really funny. And like, 
they just like are always making fun of him and like they're all making fun of each other all the time. And so they knew that he was like excited about this. So they wanted to meet me and they knew he would never introduce. And so they are sitting in the front of Cafe Select when we get there. And he's like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like I told my friends I was going here, but like I had a feeling they would show up. So I threw them off by saying we're going to Bond Street instead. But like now they're here. This is so awkward. And I was like, it's totally fine. I introduced myself to his friends and it was just really funny because like now I know them and like they're his best friends. But before I just like, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we literally, I met his friends on our second date, but then we ended up going to sit in the back of the restaurant. And so we never saw his friends again. They didn't even say bye before they left. I'm sure he like threatened to kill them if they came up to us again. And that was like the date where we really bonded. We really connected he kissed me across the table, like got up and kissed me at, at one point when we were vibing. We like made out after dinner and he walked me home. So then, yeah, that was the third date. This, sorry, that was the second date. The third date, we, he, we were like texting after that consistently after the second date. And he was like, when are you free next? And I wasn't free for a while, but I was like, I could do like brunch on Sunday or something. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. We ended up going to Soho Diner. I actually made us the reservation because I was like, I'm just obsessed with the pancakes there. So I really wanted to go. And that was our third date. And we, he claims that we were making out at the table there. I do not remember that, but I do remember that neither of us were on our phones during that date because we just, you know, you don't take your phone out when you are dating. And I took my phone and went to the bathroom at one point during the date. And when I looked at my phone, I saw that Kobe Bryant had died. And we were like on our date. And like, then I went, I came back to the table and I was ready to tell him and he had just seen it on his phone. And we were like, oh my God. Like, it was like very crazy and and so sad, obviously. And so then we talked about that, whatever. Then the fourth date, we, so we had been like talking, I want to say it was the Nick game, but I feel like I'm missing one in between but I had Nick's tickets that I didn't pay for. They just like fell into my hand because someone didn't want them. And we were like walking and talking. And I was like, you know, I have these tickets and I had a show in between. Like I had to go to Boston in between the third date and the Nick's tickets. And like, he was like texting or no, it was DC. It was DC where my show was. And he was like texting me all throughout. It was so sweet. He was like wishing me luck on my show. Like he was just like very clearly into it. And so when we were walking and talking about the Knicks, like I was like, Oh, I have these tickets. Like if you want to come, but like, you know, whatever. And, and again, like that's an exception to the rule. Like if you happen to have tickets that like fall into your lap for a sports event or something, then like you can take them and initiate. But like other than that, no. And I thought it was better that it was in person that I said that. And he was like, I'd love to go to the Knicks. So then I came back from DC the next day and we went to the Knicks game. I think it was like on a Wednesday night. And of course we run into like everyone we know at this Knicks game. I'm definitely going over time. But anyway, so that was like the fourth date. And then after the, and I think the fifth date was like Don Angie or something. And I let him come up to my apartment after that. And then we like fooled around a little, but like nothing crazy. Like I think I took my shirt off or something. And then the sixth date was when we had sex and a sleepover for the first time, because I said to him, you know, if we're going to have sex, I, I want you to sleep over after. And uh, he was like, I got that. And so he did. And then like he left first thing in the morning because we both had work and it was perfect. And anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to like get into the episode, uh, cut into the episode, but 
that was the gist and the timeline. And I can continue it on another solo if it interests you or on another episode in some form. Um, So let me know. Slide into my DMs. And now, Kyle and Olivia. I have to share this with you because I was dying laughing. Somebody DM'd me. We get like these crazy poll questions all the time. You know, I only end up posting a few of them because some of them are so out there and niche. Somebody messaged me, this girl messaged me and she said, if they take athletic greens, does that mean they have a girlfriend? And I was dying because like, no, maybe. I don't... Like, why can't a guy just know about athletic greens on his own? Why does that necessarily mean he has a girlfriend? Is it because like he he's not smart enough to like guys aren't smart enough to know that athletic greens is amazing? I don't know, but I thought it was hilarious. And with that, athletic greens is an incredible like what is it? You're like, what is this? How why would that mean he has a girlfriend? Because Athletic Greens is the best thing that you can do for your health, honestly. I love it. It's for better gut health. It's basically just a scoop of this powder and a scoop of water or a little bit of water. And you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It is an amazing blend of all of these ingredients and they support your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. And apparently it makes people think that you have a girlfriend too. I love it. It's just so easy in the morning after my workout class. I just feel like it's better for my muscles and like just makes me see results faster. And But most importantly, it makes me feel good and feel like I'm being good to my body. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into this allergy season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Acme. That's athleticgreens.com slash Acme to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Spring has finally sprung. And I don't know about you, but this weather just gets me in the mood, like just in the mood. And it's crazy. I just feel like the weather is nice. You're happier. You're hornier. Like that's just, it's like clockwork, like, which makes me wonder why I don't live in a sunny place, but like year round, but it is what it is. And I just feel like it's time to step up your game when it comes to pleasuring yourself and masturbating. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories that are designed by women for women. So these women know what you want to hear. They really do. And it's switched up every time. So if it's that like intriguing coworker with a hot accent or your yoga instructor, maybe your Pilates instructor, just someone you saw in class at SLT or Barry's, like whatever you want to listen to, Dipsy has it. And new content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can also find new stories to explore. And they're so hot to listen to. 
Did I mention they also have sleep stories, wellness sessions, and written stories as well. So you can read if that's more your thing. For listeners of the show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Acme. That's 30 days full of access. And by access, I mean amazing orgasms and so much pleasure for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Acme. So draw yourself a bath, grab your phone and go to dipsystories.com slash Acme to get it going. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandy Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parents in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with husband and wife duo and co-founders of The Clear Cut, Olivia and Kyle. Hey guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. I feel like we don't have couples together often. So Kyle, thanks for being a good sport. I know, I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to be nervous about. Um, But we'll start with you. Okay. (laughs) How old are you and where are you from? I am 32 years old and I grew up in Chicago. Awesome. What about you, Olivia? I'm 31 and I grew up in Miami Beach, Florida. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And what are your signs? I know already because I already (laughs) asked, but. Well, I'm an Aquarius, but I have a Taurus moon and a Scorpio rising. Love it. And I'm a Pisces and Olivia knows the rest. Oh, we have to know. (laughs) Oh, I have his co-star. Let me pull it up. Okay, pull it up. (laughs) (laughs) I know he's a Gemini moon. Let's see. There's a lot of things that work about your charts. Oh, really? Together. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kyle's a Pisces with a Gemini moon and a Virgo rising. Oh, I'm a Virgo rising there too. We go. And Love what does it. rising mean again? Your rising is kind of like how you come off, right. like how people think right. that you are. So like right. people, like for both of us, like I, I think we're, good at like pretending we're okay in situations that we're not okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's really good yeah. at that. Yeah. 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 That's, That's right. like, <laughs> it's so funny because I'm doing this live show on Sunday and, or when this comes out, you know, whatever, April 3rd. And my dad today was like, are you nervous? And I was like, I actually am really nervous. And he was like, I can never tell that you're nervous. And I'm like, trust me, I'm always nervous. I'm the exact same yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, he's very hard to read. He like keeps a cool like facade. I'm the opposite where you can like see exactly how I'm feeling at all times. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So how did you guys meet? So we met in Diamond School at GIA, so which is the Gemological Institute of America. There is a um, campus here in New York. I graduated from NYU and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I come from a jewelry family. So on my dad's side, we come from like a long line of diamond cutters and dealers. And my mom, my dad had their own antique jewelry business. So I grew up around it, but I never thought I would personally get into it. They always told me it was a dying industry to like get a cool corporate job or whatever. But I was interested. So after school, I want to kind of extend schooling a bit. So I enrolled to a six-month program to become a graduate gemologist. And Kyle kind of overlapped my time there. So we were in different classes, but had the same like free periods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like wasn't a fourth generation diamond expert like Olivia, but 
When I graduated college, I moved to Sierra Leone in West Africa and, and worked in politics, which was like a wild experience, and then parlayed that into starting a fair trade diamond mining company. But I didn't know anything about diamonds at the time, so my investors in that venture sent me to New York, which I was really excited to like get out of Africa and like be back in the States. And I was in New York for, what was the program, six weeks? Yeah, weeks. so he was in like the diamonds only course, and mine was like diamonds and then colored stones. So he was taking a course that I had already taken. And I saw him, you know, around like lunchtime and free periods. And when we were like leaving school, we took the same train, but he was going uptown. I was going downtown the up train. So I saw him across the platform and I was like, it's so annoying. There aren't that many people in this school. I can see him looking at me and he's like not coming to talk to me, which is really frustrating. So one day I was just like, you know what? I saw him walking in front of me to the subway and I was like, I'm just going to follow him (laughs) uptown and like maybe he'll talk to me. So I got, I like jumped on his train and I was like, oh, hey, like, don't you go to school with me? And I was like, I already took your class. I'm like really good at it. Uh I can like help you. And he was like, okay, cool. And he was like, what stop are you getting off at? And I had no idea where I was going. I was Uh like, oh, this one. And I like jumped out. (laughs) I think you had said like three stops and then you had, it had been like five. I'm like, weren't you supposed Uh to like? Oh yeah. I was like, I have no idea where I am. And I got out, I was like in the middle of Midtown. I was like, I don't know where I'm going. That's so (laughs) funny. And I love that you like, you didn't necessarily like make the first move, but you planted yourself in front of him so that like he could, you know, wake up and notice that. You yeah, were like there. I'm not even sure if you initiated the conversation. I think you just like stood next to me. No, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. But I wanted to like give myself an opportunity yeah. for you yeah. to like talk exactly. to me. Yeah, I love that. It's like, do you believe in love at first sight or should I walk by again? Or yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then when were the numbers exchanged? I think on the instantly. Subway. I think yeah. I got the number. So I was like, all right. I was like, let me help you. I'm yeah. really good at like the diamonds course. Yeah. And he, he was like, okay, let me get your number. So, But then I invited her out to have like drinks with like me after school. And then she didn't come. Okay. Well, oh. this is still like an argument we have. Uh-huh. So he invited me to come to get drinks after class with his, him and his classmates. And I was waiting for him for like, 20 minutes and I was like I'm not waiting for anyone for this long so then I just went home you were waiting for him like at the bar like I was waiting for him like outside of the building to like meet up with me and I I was just like I'm not gonna wait anymore why were you making her wait so I was in class like went over like but I was just minutes. like I'm not gonna like stand here like wait for like the stranger so, yeah fair no, to hang out I'm with him with and his friends yeah no like my pride would be like you yeah. need to go home Going back to the initial number exchange, did you know that Olivia was interested in more than like, you know, helping your class? I kind of felt, yeah. You yeah, I, I mean, uh-huh. I was more interested in. Yeah, then her. why did you never talk to me then? Well, because okay, <laughs> how the, first of all, I think it was like two weeks into the semester or whatever, so it wasn't like it had been like right. a year. Yeah, but it's only six weeks, so that's yeah. like a, a third of the time. It's and true, I, and yeah. I think the classes, how it was structured, is she was in a different class, and you didn't have a lot of like congregating like inter mingling amongst the classes and so like we would have like this one period once a day that we would both be out at the same time but it was like her class sat on like one side of the cafeteria like my class sat at the other side so like to like spit game or whatever you'd have to like go Go up in front of her like people and like present yourself you know so like yeah yeah yeah, it's it's so funny though. Like, just it like brings you back to like the like middle school. Yeah, like, yeah. in that like environment, which is yeah. which is great. So when you guys like met each other, I have this theory, and it's like I swear it's true. Just that like no one's like fully single when you meet mm. them. You know mm. what I mean? Like everyone's like got some like loose ends they're <laughs> tying up. You know, was 
were you in a situation, Kyle, or were you in a situation, Olivia, where there was something else happening? Because I know you were like, why don't you just talk to me? Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe there was something going on. You. Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. I mean, I definitely wasn't like seeing anyone like seriously or exclusively, but I was like a single 22-year-old in New York. So I was like going on dates like with other people at the time. And I didn't think I was going to get any into anything serious when I met him either. I was like, oh, he doesn't even live here. So like whatever, it'll be like fun. But yeah, I, I wasn't like not seeing anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I had graduated college, like moved to Africa and I was living this like weird lifestyle. I do six weeks in Africa, two weeks in Europe, and then a week or two in New York before the program started. So I was very much like, didn't have like a home. <laughs> I was kind of like living out of my suitcase. So for me, it was like, it wasn't that I had like loose ends, but I was like actively like not seeking a relationship. Cause I'm like, I'm never going to be here. Like, it'd be really nice to have like a girl on the side in New York or something like on when I'm side. here like like that's like I was like 23 yeah, or something yeah, I was yeah. like oh it'd be nice to have someone here so uh -huh. like but I'm like I can't like obviously commit to anyone right. because like it's not fair I'm never gonna be around you know mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's the yeah. situation so then you started dating at what point did you move to New York not, not for, for a, a while like mm. in fact that was one of the again like back to that like not wanting to commit like I knew after the program I was gonna be in Africa for at least two months so I was like, it doesn't make sense to be here for six weeks, start dating someone, and then leave for two months. But but it was kind of messed up because, like, he knew he wasn't going to see me for— it was, like, September at this time, and he wasn't going to see me till like, January, if anything. Yeah, maybe it was, like, three or four months. But yeah. he told me he loved me, like, immediately. So it, like, oh, kind of no. locked me in. Yeah. We dated for, like, I don't know, two or three weeks, and he's like, I love you. And I was like— I love you too. And it was just like, okay, oh God, well. bye. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, bye. Like, see you never. So it was like really tough because we didn't see each other for like 12 weeks. Yeah. Because he was in Africa, but we talked every single day. Yeah. Well, but, I was going to yeah. say it's not just long distance. It's literally Africa and New York. Like, and there's yeah. like no there's three Wi-Fi. hours <laughs> like that you even have in the same time yeah. zone, but you talked every day. And yeah. like it wasn't easy. Like where I, I was like in the like jungle a lot and stuff and like there wasn't great service. No, and, it was like, terrible. I didn't have stable like internet or electricity often. <laughs> so… Wow. I was, like, very impressed that we spoke every day. Yeah, I mean, that just, like, goes with the, if he wanted to, he would. Yeah, I, yeah, I loaded up, like, my Skype account. Yeah. I remember that's the only way we could talk on, like, paid Skype. And I always had, like, barking dogs in the background, yeah. and it was, like, crazy. And how did you keep, like, the momentum going? So we talked every single day. At that time, I started working at Tiffany on the engagement floor, and my hours were, like, insane. So I'd get home, like, super late at night, but it was, like, right when— he was, like, waking up or something. I don't remember. And it was, like, that weird, like, couple of hours. So I'd always call him, like, when I got home from work. And we did that until we kept the momentum going because we planned a trip over New Year's. And I was going to go to Chicago to meet his family. And then we're going to go to Miami to meet my family. And then go to, like, Dominican Republic to chill. So that was, like, something we were looking forward to. So we, like, would plan these trips for, like, things to look forward to to see each other. Yeah, that's, yeah. like, crucial. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, like, sending nudes. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so question about Diamond School. Do you have to go to Diamond School if you want to be in the industry? No, not necessarily. But I think it is, like, a great way to get your foot in the door. And it opens up a lot of doors for career opportunities. If you have, like, that background and the skill set, it does, like— 
you're going to be taken a lot more seriously if you're applying to jobs, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's not critical, but I think it's a very insular industry and very hard to break into. Right. So, like, the more networking and, like, connections you can have, the better. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, Olivia, do you feel like it's a harder industry for women to be in? A hundred percent. Like, more and more women are getting into the industry, but I would say historically and still to this day, it's always been, like, older men who are running the industry and they pass it down to like their son. So it's like very insular, very familial and very like male dominated. And I think historically too, men were the ones like purchasing jewelry for their wives or their girlfriends. So it was like male on male like interactions, but now a lot more women are purchasing jewelry or being even for the engagement and getting more involved. So we need like a more like a female perspective. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like when you're working with someone on an engagement ring? Let's say you're working with a guy. Like, do you feel like the the girl, let's say it's a guy and girl situation that he's proposing to should know the cost that the girl should know the cost? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends couple to couple. Most couples do know and like work together because I think like you're going to get married and your finances are pretty like intertwined. So, Mm -hmm. but there are some people that are still really traditional, like that don't want them to know. So I think it's just whatever works for your relationship. And I feel like people know to an extent, right? Like, you know, whether it was like 200,000, 2,000 or 20,000, you know, and like, Uh, yeah, I don't know. Isn't that crazy? I have no idea. I think that's fine. A little mystery doesn't hurt. Yeah. I might have to show it to you after for like an examination <laughs> and then you can tell me what it would go for. Okay, so that's like how you got in. It was kind of like in your families. Mm-hmm. These are just a few questions that have to do with like diamond stuff specifically. I don't even know what this means, but how well to earth created diamonds hold their value? So like how well do like natural diamonds hold their value? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um Very, very well. And natural diamond prices have been going up a lot recently Mm -hmm. Um, due to a couple of factors. One, there is a lack of supply now. So historically, like natural diamonds have been, you know, the market has been trying to stabilize. So it's not too volatile where like prices would go up or down. Like it's a very stable investment. But now a lot of the largest mines are depleted, like the Argyle mine in Australia closed down, uh, mm-hmm. one of the largest mines in Canada closed, but the demand hasn't stopped. So that, coupled with like inflation and everything else, has led the prices to increase a lot for natural diamonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> and why do you guys exclusively work with the earth-created diamonds as yeah. opposed to, I'm assuming, like lab-grown. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see a lot more lab-grown in the market now. And, you know, a lot of people are pushing them because they're so inexpensive, so easy to come by. So jewelers can make a lot more money by selling a lab-grown diamond. So if we only cared about making money, like we probably should work in lab-grown. But I feel like people come to us for our expertise and like responsibility and our true like opinion. So I would only feel comfortable um, recommending something that I think like has inherent value, something that is like truly going to like last a lifetime, can be passed on for generations. And that's something that I would want to wear myself. Yeah, I mean like a lab-grown diamond, like whatever diamond you purchase, like it's a significant financial decision, usually one of the most significant financial decisions a young person makes, right? So you're parking a fair amount of money into this asset, whether you like to admit it, like or not. And if it's a natural diamond, like who knows that maybe you want to upgrade it one day, maybe you want to pass it down to your daughter or son one day, like you want it to have real value and you don't want to necessarily put your, or like whatever, you have a financial issue in the future and maybe you just need to liquidate it. Like it doesn't make sense to put your money into something that's like 
dramatically losing value, like how we just said natural diamonds have been maintaining value. Lab-grown diamonds have been falling like 30 40% a year. So, yeah, they're just mm. becoming like two completely different categories. I think they're not even comparable because like soon, I mean, now you can get like a three-carat like high-quality lab-grown diamond for like $2,000. Like next right. year, it's going to be like $200. Right. So they're just going to be like completely different categories. And yeah. it's like a different conversation when like Olivia post, like right now diamond prices have gone up. Like when Olivia posts a story of like current, like, oh, you can get this two carat cushion for this price. And like a customer DMs like, wow, like I bought mine from you last year and it was only like, you know, half the, pro- like, I don't know, 20% no, less. Yeah. Like I'm glad, a good investment as opposed to like, hey, this is like, one-fifth the price I sold it right. to you last year, right. you know? So it's like it's like a trendy Bottega bag versus a Birkin. I think it's a <laughs> it's a real Birkin versus a knockoff Birkin. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that is the That's comparison. a good comparison. A good knockoff. I love that. Before Squarespace, I had no idea how to make a website, and I'm still not very good at it, but Squarespace makes it so easy for me. They have incredible tools like being able to add a gallery of photos to your website, which I always use for my event photos after our events, especially our mixers. So you guys can find the love of your life and every other feature they have. It's an all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. They've gotten amazing templates. So if you don't know where to start, you can use one of their templates and just take it from there. It's really, really amazing. I use it for my website. It's so easy to go in and edit things as you go. Plus, it looks legit, which is like the most important part of having a website, right? You want to look legit. You want to look the part. So go to squarespace.com slash Acme and you're going to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you can use the code Acme to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Go to squarespace.com slash Acme. Try the free trial. See what you think. Play around with templates. Play around with your website. I mean, it's never too late to start your passion project. So definitely use this as a sign to check it out. Go to squarespace.com slash Acme, do your free trial. And when you're ready, you can use code Acme again to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Check it out. You can use it for e-commerce. You can use it to connect your social media account for videos, donations, and check analytics, all of the above. So definitely check it out. Go to squarespace.com slash Acme. Finding a therapist or a doctor who takes your insurance can be an absolute headache. I remember when I first was looking for a therapist, I had no idea where to start. So I just went on ZocDoc and I got so lucky because I found the most amazing first therapist for me. And after that, I got obsessed with ZocDoc. I would just filter by my insurance, filter by my location, and I would find a doctor in my area, whether it was a gynecologist or an internal medicine doctor, an optometrist, whatever it is, ZocDoc has all of the most amazing doctors on their platform. Plus, you can filter it by whatever you need. Most importantly to note, ZocDoc is free. It's a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. What more could you ask for? Go to ZocDoc.com slash Acme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. 
Many of them are available within 24 hours. And you can also filter based on availability. If you need someone faster, then you'll get someone faster. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash Acme. ZocDoc.com slash Acme. Find the right doctor for you today. Whatever doctor you're looking for, ZocDoc has it. And ZocDoc has the best of the best. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Acme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Okay. So going back to your relationship, you were dating for a long time, assuming since you started at 22 and 23. How long were you dating when you started to talk about engagement and like take those next steps? <laughs> I mean, I probably started talking about it like immediately. Mm-hmm. But so uh, kind of how the timeline worked out is, you know, Kyle went to Africa for about a year after we started officially dating. And then the Ebola epidemic happened. Mm. This was like 2014. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he came back and he like moved in with me. Well, he was like visiting me and then just never left. While I was visiting, I got like a <laughs> kidney stone because I'd been like dehydrated oh, in Africa no. and then I couldn't fly back. And then in During that, that time, time yeah. Ebola like got crazy and then I never went back. Wow. So then he was just like living with me, but we never had like a conversation of him living with me. But he stayed and he had no job anymore. So we he was applying to like a million jobs and eventually like was wanted to go to business school. But in the meantime, had to make some money. So he started making smoothies at this like juice store. No. It was so ridiculous. I, I was like 24. I had started yeah. like a multi-million dollar business. I had like done all this cool stuff. And everyone was like, that story seems like fantastical a little bit or like you're going to come in. I was either like overqualified for a junior role and people thought I'd come in with an attitude or like very underqualified for a senior role. Yeah. And like it was very frustrating because I just couldn't find like the right job. And at a certain point, I was like, okay, I guess I'm making smoothies. We literally yeah, like you, walked you by a juice store and I was yeah. like, there was a sign that says like hiring and I was like, maybe you should call them. And like I was like applying to like all these Ivy League business schools at night and then like making smoothies during the day. And I was like, am I being like gaslit here? Like what's going <laughs> no, on? No, good for you. Yeah. I mean, like that's like if you... If first of all, like if you're in a relationship and you're not working, like you can accidentally be like clingy and just yeah, like there all the time. Exactly. Like just getting a job or like doing whatever you need to do to like be more independent, like yeah. is perfect. Yeah, whatever I was like studying for the GMAT, yeah. like when I had free time and then making smoothies and then hanging out with Olivia. Yeah, yeah. and we'd like lived on like dollar slice pizza and like mildly expired like kale salads from like the juice. <laughs> oh, did you at least get free smoothies? Yes. Yeah, but they were like the ones that were like expiring that day. Like oh, the juice. Yeah. So oh, I always come up with like very expired juices. I'm like, I think these are fine. Like, uh-huh. yeah. like we can drink them for like a couple days and then so he got funny. into like columbia business school in like a miracle like last minute crazy way yeah, and i also missed the like window to apply because mm-hmm. like i was i was working and i didn't expect this all to like come winding down so yeah i got into columbia not really thinking i was going to even apply that year they were like a little like later in the process and then i was like okay now that i'm in new york like i want to stay in new york so i could have right. applied to other schools but i was like this is it like we yeah can have- so at the same time that kyle was at business school i started working at like a, di- a diamond wholesale company and a lot of his friends went to him because they knew he had a background in the industry if they were like oh like i want an engagement ring do you know a guy and i was the guy that he sent them to so i'd help you know create their rings help pick out their diamonds and then that's what led me to start the clear cut this was in 2016 as diamond blog just for our friends to read about the do's and don'ts what to look out for before coming to work with me and then i started the instagram and that's where it kind of took off and like strangers started following the account asking if i could you know help them create their rings but i guess like in terms of 
getting married or engaged, like that conversation. I felt like how like my philosophy always was about it was I kind of wanted to, because we did meet pretty young, like I was 23 or 22, like go through a few like stages of life together in like different, different roles. Like I feel like when we had first met, I was making a lot more money than you. You were like kind of just getting out of school. I like had already started a business, like different dynamic. Then, and like, then it changed. Then like right. I'm then making smoothies. <laughs> and then, and then Olivia's like, crushing it. I was like, wait, I got fooled. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, now I'm a student and she's working full time, which like, you know, there was obviously like some envy. Like I could wake up at like 10, like in right. the morning and she was like already at work and stuff. So I wanted to like go through a few, or at least that's what I was saying, maybe to like draw out the yeah. clock. Yeah, he was, was trying like, to draw out the time. I was like, I want to be in a variety of, like if we're going to be together for the rest of our lives, I want to know we can go through a few big changes. And we went through some pretty like massive changes in terms of our roles, our dynamics with one another. And then like, and we started a company not engaged. And then we started a company together, company. which was. <laughs> right. So <laughs> like, how do you go into business together not being 100% certain? And that selling you're... engagement rings to people, but not right. being engaged. Right. Well, it was actually like, I, I always said, like, I would never start a business with like my significant other because yeah. my parents had started a business together and they ultimately got divorced because of that. So I was like, I've seen how this works and I like will never do this. But I feel like mm-hmm. they got divorced again because of a changing dynamic. You know, like they hadn't. And also like working, like, I don't know. They were just like, work, you don't know. Things can change. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I was very hesitant, but Kyle was like very sh- sure that it was going to work out. And I was like, okay, I'll do it if we get into this one program. But I was like, we're never going to get into the program, so it's not going to happen. And then we did. And I was like, oh, shit. What's the program? (laughs) So we got into this tech accelerator called Techstars. And I was like, I'm not going to start a business just, like, without, like, any sort of backing, without any sort of, like, formal, like, training or anything. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to go through the accelerator. But it's a tech accelerator, and it's, like, super prestigious and, like, we weren't really a tech company at the time, but we did get in and enforce. And me I too. think our, our parents were like really like they were like, okay, Kyle was making smoothies, whatever. Like now he went to a fancy school, like he can get a fancy job. And Kyle like had a, a job at Goldman Sachs and he turned it down. So like our, both of our parents were really upset. Yeah, about I spent it. my yeah. summer at Goldman Sachs and I was like, okay, like I know I went to business school to have like stability, but like I don't want to wear like a suit and tie every day. Like right. I can't do that. And so then we like quit our jobs. I remember we got into Tech Stars. We were in Italy with my parents for Thanksgiving. And my dad was there, too. And your too. dad was there, too. And, like, we got in. We were, like, so excited. It was, like, on Thanksgiving or the day after, whatever. And, like, your dad was, like, crying. Was, like, <laughs> and then so... he made it, He was, like, you're, like, ruining your life. You're, like, <laughs> making, like, you're making a, a, a huge terrible mistake. mistake. Because you were going to business together or because no, of was... what business you were doing? Both. Both. Uh-huh. He's like, you have a good job. Like, why are you giving it up to like start this thing that's probably not going to work out and like you're going to ruin your relationship? Well, how does he feel now? Now it's like revisionist. He doesn't even remember that. Like, we can tell him this. He was like, that's not what I said. Uh Of course. Of course. Okay, so you, you'd start this business, you're not engaged, and we're going to talk about your engagement story (laughs) that you told me soon. People are coming in and they're like, you know, I want this ring, I want that ring. Like, what? What did they say? Like, what did you say when they were like, well, what ring do you have? Well, I'd be like, I'm not engaged yet. We just started this business together. Like, we'll, we'll probably get engaged soon. But, like, I'd be like, oh, like, I want, like, the same thing you want. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I honestly think people would throw, at the time, it's maybe a little different today, was so thrown off that, like, a young girl was the one selling them the ring that it just all didn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, where's, like, the old, like, Hasidic man, like, who's, like, supposed to be selling me this. Totally. How did you decide? I mean, like, I I feel like it's, like, 
you know, obviously, like, people are going to want to more likely to buy something from you. But, like, how did you decide that you would be, like, the consumer-facing versus Kyle? Well, I've, I've always been, like, the product person. Like, Kyle never actually worked, like, with finished, like, diamonds or selling. And I was wor- I worked in, in Tiffany in retail, and I worked in wholesale. So I knew, like, the whole supply chain, like, the production, like, all of that stuff. So I—and sales— so I think I was always like the product person and like the customer facing person. And Kyle has background in, you know, finance, like operations, things that I am not good at. So that it just naturally kind of happened. That I way. think what was not natural to you was like Olivia is like the CEO of the company. And I think in the beginning, you were very uncomfortable with that. Well, I like couldn't public speak. I was like petrified. You didn't <laughs> want to public speak. You didn't like want to talk about like businessy kind of things. So you kind of like yeah. wanted to punt that my way. And I think sometimes you walk in the room and people would like look at me for those answers. But it was really like Olivia. Because I was like, I'm not a business person. I'm a diamond person. Like right. I really know this stuff well. And I'm really good at this. Like I don't want to. I'm not. I've never done a business before. I know nothing about it. So right. that took me a while to like learn and feel more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Then you got engaged. Retell me the story. So we were in tech—we were just ending Techstars at this time. There was, like, a three-month program, and we got reached out to by— you know, like, you have, like, dreams in your head. Like, one day I want—I, like, it's a goal of mine to, like, do this or that. Yeah. I always had a dream of, like, being on this particular show. But Mm -hmm. I was like, I never—what business would I have on this show? Like, it was was such a far-fetched thing. But a producer from the show reached out to us and like, hey, we saw you in this article. We would love for you to audition to, like, come on. So it was like, oh, my God, this is, like—this is going to launch our whole business. This is our moment. This is, like, me manifesting and it happening. So we— audition and we got flown to LA and the whole time I was like Kyle like first of all I've been trying to get him to propose to me for so long and he was like and we've been dating seven years yeah he was like we're too poor like whatever I'm not <laughs> so I was like you know what would be great if you proposed to me on this show and he was like I would never you know commercialize such like a special moment and I was like fine whatever I get it but then I guess that was like the go I think he thought the same thing but like was scared like I wouldn't be down with it but I was like down to get proposed to literally anywhere right, at that right. point. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then the light bulb went off at his head and I don't know what you did. And then I called her mom because I know Olivia had always wanted this ring that her mom, she had seen it when you were like eight years old or something. Yeah. And so I called Olivia's mom and I like was really hesitant because I wasn't sure to do it on like on a TV show, like what that meant. But I called her mom and kind of explained the situation and her mom like loves like secrets you know, like loves to be like sneaky. So yeah. she was like, and like I think loves like reality television in general as well. Yeah. So this was like really exciting for her. So she like was going to like, I'm going to get Olivia's finger size. I'm going to do this. And she like flew to New York and like gave me the ring. And then I, we traveled to LA. We had brought a lot of product with us. So like Olivia was so nervous about like all the diamonds we brought with us. That like, because I was always afraid like once if she like, we do everything together. Like once if she like sees the ring or whatever. So I actually just like when we did the, rehearsal I just gave it to one of the producers I'm like you just like keep this right which like in hindsight I like gave like an expensive ring to like a stranger right. yeah. it wasn't the right move but yeah we like planned I was like planning like the show like along like simultaneously like one show with Olivia and then like one show with the producers of like how we were gonna because we had like have a whole display whatever and like we had like a secret compartment right. where we like hid the ring and then but yeah so we went on there we like pitched our business or whatever and then 
we were walking out of the studio and Kyle like taps me on the shoulder and like gets on one knee and I was like, what are you doing? And I was, and then he, I was like, he was like proposing to me. I was like, is this like for real or for like, for like TV? Like yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like, no, it's for real. So then it was really cute. I was like hysterically crying and I was like, oh my God, this is the best day of my life. Like two of my like biggest dreams come true. Right, right. But we had like signed this paperwork saying we couldn't like ever tell anyone what happened on the show. The show. So I was like, should we like fake a proposal and like just tell everyone whatever? And he was like, no, it's gonna be so much more epic when they like all see it on TV. So we were engaged in secret for 10 months. And like, and they told us, like, don't worry, this season. And like, they they released like a press release, like this season on this show, like the rose romantic, whatever. And like, they like list out our whole story. So I'm like, boom, like, this is definitely going to happen. Like, we think you're going to be like the I, season like, finale. So wait until April. I literally yeah. like moved my bachelorette party. I like didn't, we were getting married in Italy, like didn't tell anyone, like it was terrible. And then we get a call like the week before it's supposed to air. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, like it's not going to air. Yeah, we're like cutting one episode. I don't understand why they wouldn't want to air that. That's like we amazing television. I just was like hysterically crying on like 8th Avenue, like bawling. I was like, why me? <laughs> like a crazy person. I would be too after yeah. having kept that a secret. That's yeah. like so annoying. And crazy. we have like an engagement business. So it was like right. we missed a huge opportunity to do something else that would have been yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, did you like restage engagement photos? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just like released a video and like, hey, we're engaged. I can't tell you what, how or Getting what. married yeah. in two months. So I was literally like, hey, everyone, like, see me in Italy in two right. months getting married. And you still can't, like, say I really know. what it's happened so other than what you just we said. We don't even have yeah. footage of, like, one of the producers, like, snuck us a video that, like, she had taken on her phone when it happened. But, like, they have, like, all this high quality. Like, there are cameras, like, everywhere. Right. Like, I would like to, like, see it. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand you know? why they can't send it to you if it's, like, B-roll at this point. I know. I agree. I would honestly... I, can you sue? Probably not because we signed, signed everything. But I away. would like I would be on that shit still to this day. I'd be like, I'm still waiting for this video. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'd like DM all the hosts. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like yeah. <laughs> you honestly should. The woman host would would do it for you if she I was there know. that day. I don't know. There was a couple women there that day. Mm. I don't know if I have the best. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay, well that is definitely a story. And then you got married in yeah. LA, which mm -hmm. looked absolutely stunning. And then you're continuing to work together, husband and wife. Yeah. Yes. How do you separate the work from like the Not. bedroom and the play? It's almost impossible. Mm -hmm. Like, because we're working together all day, then we like go home and like, I'm actually better about it, I think, than Kyle. Definitely. Like I need, I need like, to work and then have be like, okay, now I'm not working anymore and I'm doing like other things. But Kyle loves work so much. He'll talk to me about it. Like we'll be laying in bed about to like fall asleep and he'll be like, you know what? I think we should do this. And I was like, oh my God, can we please just talk about this tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. You're better at like compartmentalizing it than I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does it not like get emotional? So for example, like let's say like you're in a room talking to a client mm -hmm. and like they're saying something and maybe they're right, but like what they're saying is kind of like rude towards Olivia. Like mm -hmm. how do you not then get like, no, you're wrong and don't speak to my wife like that right, as right. opposed to like, actually Olivia, like maybe this guy's right even though he's a fucking asshole or something. Well, He's never in the room with me and the client. With the mm -hmm. clients, but like we are in like lots of like business yeah. situations. I think it's kind of definitely the opposite is true. I've learned like if you have like a business partner or like a spouse or whatever, like 
you should kind of like always be on the same page, even in front of others, even mm. if if the like Olivia, let's say like Olivia was somehow wrong about something, which is probably which not is impossible. <laughs> but let's say she was right, and someone like called that out. Like I would like probably like defend her in that situation, and then afterwards be like, "Hey, you're wrong," and as opposed to like. I never want to like divide us, right? So like in everything, we're always like a united front. Even if it's like when you have like kids, you're not supposed to like fight in front of the kids or whatever that like role yeah. is. It's like like that. I feel like that's how I, like I am with like business. Like I'll try to never like disagree with her when there's like an external person, you know? Yeah, but that's like I feel like that's interesting because it's like maybe like business partners are the same as like romantic partners in that way. Like mm-hmm. you can't ever like go against your business partner in a meeting either. No, you know, you like. I think the business in many ways is like a child, mm-hmm. right? And like a lot of the challenges probably I don't have, we don't have kids, but like about having kids and how that affects your relationship and how like that can overwhelm your like conversations with one another and like the t- like everything that like revolves around that kid, right? And that can be unhealthy. I think it's like similar with the business sometimes where it's like there was this like thing that just like constantly needs our attention and like mm. we have to compartmentalize it and like let it like grow sometimes independent of us. But it's like challenging to like let go of your baby sometimes. Since you brought it up, <laughs> <laughs> have you guys had a discussion around like if you want to start a family or if because like you're already working together, you're already married, like it's just like life is full. We talk about it all the time. And Kyle said we shouldn't start talking about it seriously till October. But <laughs> we're going to Europe like four times or something in the next like You can month. go to Europe. Right? <laughs> yeah. But I think like as of now, I would love to have kids. I see like my friends having them and like the idea is something I always wanted. But when the reality of my life right now is like, when would I like see my kid or like when would I actually be able to like have one because I get home at like nine o'clock at night and I go to bed at like eleven every day. Mm-hmm. So I it's th- like a time I think when you issue. have it, you like figure it out, right? And I eventually would want definitely want to have kids, but it's it's hard when you have a business and you live in the city, I think. Yeah. Because you guys are in this this business of, you know, Diamonds and love. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let's talk about divorce for a second Mm -hmm. when a ring is involved. Mm -hmm. Right. Has that happened to you with a client yet? Yeah, it Mm -hmm. has. We've experienced like clients getting divorced, clients like breaking up before they get married, all sorts of stuff. It's always like tough and challenging and like we want to help them as much as we can because it's already probably an uncomfortable situation that they're in. So we usually do our best to try to, like, help them resell it. But you can't take it back. We don't like to, but at the same time, we're like, hey, we can take it on, like, consignment, essentially. Yeah, so we'll either find someone, like, one of our partners or suppliers that will, like, buy it outright from them. Or, like, if we think it's great, we'll, like, take it on consignment or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it depends and in terms of, like, who gets the ring, like, who who gets who's in possession of it, right, post-divorce, it, like, varies couple to couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's between them. Yeah. And, like, not, like, God forbid, but, like, because you said that your parents went through a divorce, Mm -hmm. like, did that affect how when you guys got married, how how you thought of things? Like, for example, because you're in a business together, like, what a prenup would even look like in that Mm -hmm. situation? I mean, I always, like, thought I would have a prenup, but we went into our marriage with literally— no assets, nothing Except besides the business. the business. And we have already had like our founder, our like co-founder agreement, which is kind of like a prenup, a prenup, right. a, a business prenup. Mm-hmm. So 
that's what we have. And I think like if we had any, like I would have, de- I I think everyone should get a prenup if you have things that you want to protect. But totally. the business was like our only thing we already had it. So yeah. if God forbid you got a divorce, which one of you would get the business? I think Olivia. I think I would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, he'd still own whatever still he own owns. A right, right, sizable right. amount of it. But it'd right. be like, I feel like the business wouldn't be as successful without me. Well, I mean, because I'm the face, so people recognize <laughs> yeah, me. I, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. Totally. And I think, I think like a lot of the work I do, I could feel comfortable like being like an advisor to the business, and I feel like mm-hmm. if we put in the right people, my skill set's probably a little more transferable. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You have intangibles, obviously. Of course. Um, (laughs) Um, This person said that her boyfriend wants the engagement ring to be a surprise, but he also wants to include her in the process. Mm -hmm. What are suggestions of how to do that? There are different levels of how involved you want someone to be. So like the least involved but still involved way is you do the legwork yourself. Like you go out, try rings on, look on Instagram, save inspo, like work with your friends on finding exactly what you're looking for. And you don't know how many like PowerPoint presentations I've gotten (laughs) where like it's been passed to their partner being like, get these are, this is everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. So that's like, if you want to be involved, but not really part of the process. Another way, which a lot of couples are doing now is working together to pick the right diamond for you, have an idea, you know, of the setting you want. And then one person drops out and the other person sees it through, sees the final ring and ultimately like proposes and like the proposal timing and the final ring is like the surprise. Right. And I feel like a lot of proposals like today, it's not like someone gets on one knee and you're like, what? We've like never discussed this. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's like, it's you kind of are aware that like the conversations, at least at some level been had. Right. Yeah. I feel like it can be part of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like no one says like, oh my God, what? Yeah. No, unless it's like a rom-com. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? What are some ideas on how to make an engagement ring unique? Well, there are different ways. Like, I mean, you can, if you don't, if you're not looking for a really unique design, you want something more classic, then there's there's some little things you can do to make it like special and unique to you. Like a lot of people will like to include maybe like the their birthstones or them and their partner's birthstones like inside of the band, like hidden, or you could do it like in the hidden halo, depending on how visible you want it. We can also like engrave things inside the band. So those are subtle ways that don't take away from like the look of the ring, but can make it, you know, personalized. Mm-hmm. How do you make like the look of the ring unique? Just like, for example, like my ring, I feel like I, ever, like one in two people that I see getting engaged now, it has the same ring as me. And like, maybe that was before too. I'm not saying like that was yeah, yeah. because of me, but like, how do you make a ring that like no one else has? I mean, we can create any style you want. It just depends on what you want it to look like. Like I think if, you, and it depends like, on what you, do you, I mean, the extent of how unique we can do anything. You can set your diamond east-west. You can put, like, different right. stones around it. You can make the band, like, look like a tree branch. Like, we can do yeah. anything yeah. that you want. I would say most people do gravitate towards having something more classic, but then trying to, like, put a little twist, like, maybe, like, a bezel on it or, like, setting it sideways, something like that. Mm-hmm. How did you pick your ring? I picked it out when I was eight like Kyle mentioned so right. my parents were in the antique jewelry I business see. it's so gorge thank you so my parents were in the antique jewelry business so they had like an inventory this wasn't my mom's engagement ring but it was an art deco 
uh, ring that was in her inventory at the time. And I saw it and I was like, oh, my God, I probably didn't even know what I was looking at, but it was sparkly and big. And I was like, oh, my God, I love it. Like, save it for me for when I get engaged. And she was like, no, I'm not going to save it for you. I'm going to sell it. And your husband's going to get you your own ring. Right. But she did save it for me. And so it was like an extra. And I like had totally forgotten. So it was a big surprise when he proposed. It had two extra side stones and I took them off because I wanted to like modernize it a little bit in my hands. Wait, I are have small. to like really see it. Yeah, I'll take it off for you. <laughs> so it's an Asher cut, which is like a square so emerald gorgeous. cut, which was really popular in the 1920s. And there's like a frame of custom cut like baguettes around it that are bezel set. It's so very beautiful. What is this? Is this technically like a square? No, right? Yeah, it's like so- an octa. So it's a square with cut corners. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like an octagon. But yeah, it's like a square emerald cut, basically. And how how many people have come to you and been like, I want your ring? We've recreated (laughs) it so many times. And we've recreated it with not only Asher cuts, but with emerald cuts, with radiant cuts. So like they're all like a little unique and funky and have their own twist to it. But I'm always really flattered if someone wants to, you know, recreate it. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I would have, I would... Maybe for my second ring. (laughs) (laughs) What are some ways to surprise your partner so that things don't get boring, especially if you've been together for as long as you guys have? I think traveling. (laughs) I know that's not like attainable for everyone like on a daily basis or anything. But like I think like whenever we like get to get away from our like routine and our life and just kind of mix things up, it like is romantic and like, you know, adds a little spice, (laughs) lack of a better word. What do you think? I don't know. I feel like it's hard. Um, like, I think I, we need this advice probably. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, you tell <laughs> yeah. Us, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's kind of like our go-to. Like, if we, like, go away for a weekend or, like, do something different, like, that is always, like, fun and exciting. But, like, on an everyday, like, routine, I mean, I don't, like, maybe, like, going out to dinner or whatever. But if— I would, that's not like that's, that's not really it. Like I would I would probably take someone's advice for like how to make mm-hmm. every day like a little more romantic. Yeah. Yeah. I was walking with some girls last night leaving a bridal shower and we were talking. They're both getting married. They're both engaged. And they were like saying how they were just at a bachelorette and all the girls who were married were talking about how like they have sex with their partners less now that they're married. Mm-hmm. And they were like, is that a thing for you? Granted, I've been married for six months six weeks. So like, I'm not, I'm not an expert here, but they were like, is that a thing for you? And I was like, not really. Like, I wonder why that is. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's a thing? And if so, like, why? I think definitely, I mean, maybe not that we're married, but once you're like seriously dating someone, it is different than when you have that initial like lust and attraction. Like it's definitely less than when we first met and we're like, when are we going to see each other ever again? Yeah, so, right. well, yeah that was you like particularly like If I know that I'm going to see you every single day and this is kind of our routine, like, I think it is less, but I think it's important to, you know, still, it's it's definitely very important in any relationship You because you can easily go a long time forgetting about that. And I think that's like really not good. Yeah, I think it has more to do with like how how much time like we're spending working. Like if we're overworked, I feel like that affects things more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What's something that is like off limits for your relationship? Like for example, I don't know, something that like you won't talk about. Like maybe it's like an ex or like something Mm. that just is like, I was about to say anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> same. Same. 
girl. Same. I literally have this joke, I have this joke with my husband that the only way I'll do it with him is if he takes me to like a five star resort for two weeks straight. Right. And it's like the nicest place ever. And then like I'll consider it. <laughs> But, well, but no. we're talking about conversation. Conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> also, no, I know. <laughs> no, I know. I think probably talking to exes, I feel like I used to do that a little bit and you didn't like it. So. Well, I think people have different um, theories on this. Like some people are like, oh, like I'm cool with my ex. Like I wish them the best, like whatever. Like we still keep in touch, but as friends. And some people are like, no, you cut them off. Like they're essentially dead to you. And those are two schools of thought and I've always been like they're dead to me like I wish them the best but like they're not communicating with me anymore it's like done and he was always like well they're still my friends and I'm like well no yeah no Uh, (laughs) I'm with you I don't think they're dead but they're just like they're like they've they're not peacefully rested. Yeah. Yes. They're like, peacefully they're rested. living off yeah, in you some wish distant them well. land. Exactly. I wish them well, wish but them I don't well, want, but I'm not away from me. Them, yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. I just, I think that's like, that is a guy thing. Not mm-hmm. my, like my husband doesn't feel that way, but he's only had one ex. So it's different. Like, I feel like a lot of guys are more likely to want to like keep in touch with women just because like, they don't usually have a lot of women friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, just like having that kind of energy in their lives, but it's still unacceptable and it's not I happening. just think like it's not healthy because like if you harbor, you had feelings for them before, like it's just like not good to like keep that alive in any, even as a friendship. I agree. I also think that one person in that scenario always still has feelings. Yeah. Yes, so always. Like, it's just like, it's like leading them on. No, I mean, point. we had that conversation. Yeah. Like it was like before we were married and, and I saw your point of view. I was like, that makes sense. I was like, what's the yeah. point? Yeah. we like, yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't like secret. To, it was like out in the no, open. And it was yeah. like, yeah, I, I hear you. Like, yeah. I get it. You don't need to be wishing your ex happy birthday. Like, no, it's, no. they're fine. No. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Uh, we had like a situation where my husband was friends with this girl who like clearly had a crush on him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's just like weird. Like yeah. it just like makes me feel uncomfortable. Like it's one thing if, like, you, if you have girlfriends, like he has tons of girlfriends. He went to co-ed high school. I went to all girls school. And like all those girls I love, like they're so sweet. They're so mm-hmm. respectful. But like if one of them actively has a crush on you, like it's weird. No. no. Like. Mm-mm, no. But you're cool with him having, like, girls who are his friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, not new girls. Yeah. yeah. No, no new no. friends. Like, I no feel like we friends. had never new friends. I mean, it'd be, like, really weird. If, so weird. <laughs> if he made, like, a new Oh, my God. If your significant <laughs> other has a new close girlfriend, like, wake up. That's, like, an independent relationship Right. From Unless you. it's yeah. a coworker. But yeah. Even but then, even, even then, like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're hanging out with someone from the opposite sex and your spouse like isn't invited, it's kind yeah, exactly. of like a red flag. Exactly, right. You know? Like if you're if you make a new coworker friend of your like desired gender, but like you're always being like, Yeah, like my wife and I had the best trip this weekend, then like it's fine. Like, yeah. Live your best life. Or like, like the three of you can hang out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it's weird if he's like, I'm getting drinks with my coworker yeah, who's a girl one on one. Like that would be very weird. Yeah, to me. absolutely not. <laughs> so we do this like these, we do these fun poll questions on our Instagram, so we're going to do some rapid fire mm. for you guys. But I want to I want to sprinkle in some rapid fire jewelry questions because okay. I'm curious. 
this isn't rapid fire as much as like, this is like open-ended, but I know it's really hard for you to answer this question because you're, it's like all diamonds are created equal, but like, what's an engagement ring that like, if you got, you'd be like, this is net, like, this is heinous. Oh my God. Uh, I, you have to be honest. I was nervous you were going to ask me this. Okay. I love Or just not your style. Not, not your style. Not my style. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't like princess cut diamonds. Mm-hmm. I would, that if someone proposed to me with that, I'd be like, you don't know me. If that was Can like, you explain what that is to our listeners? Yeah. So it's like that, it's like a perfectly square diamond. Mm-hmm. So it has like really pointy corners and it's like beautiful. It is beautiful. Honestly, I love it in other pieces of jewelry. Like we're actually making it in like a few of our other pieces and a new collection coming up and I think it looks great. But as an engagement ring, I just would not want it. Was that the, one of the ones I tried on? No. I would never have shown. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up after everyone's like googling yeah. Princess Cut Diamonds. And it, and it suits. I mean, we sell them. Like no, and it's have, yeah. and I like them in other pieces, but I don't know why. I think it's because like the corners are so pointy, and like the way you have to set them just it distracts from the ring. So mm. it's just something that I I it's just not my vibe personally. But you like a pair? I do like a pair. Oh, I mean it's. <laughs> It wouldn't be my first choice because I have like small hands and I feel like it looks good when you have like longer hands and longer fingers. But I do like them. Okay. I know you you don't like pears. I don't. (laughs) What was it? 2019? I feel like they were super popular. Whenever Cardi B got one. Oh. Whenever that was. Yeah. And because Ariana Grande and Paris Hilton got it. Yeah, they all got it. Oh my God. I don't get it. What about you, Kyle? Do you have a ring that you're like, or like a cut of anything that you're like, meh? I think for a traditional engagement ring, I think Marquise are a little like too funky for me. Like, which is kind of more like the... It's, it's like, like a, an oval, but with pointy corners on each side. So I think mm. they're really cool in jewelry, but yeah. I don't know about an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. But I'm not my decision. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's do some rapid fire. Okay. What's more... Okay. This is more like a girl's question, but what's more important to have done for an event? Hair or makeup? Oh, like if you're... You have to choose one. Like you're having an event tonight and you can only get either your hair done or your makeup done. Okay. So I, (laughs) I think hair because I like the way I do my own makeup. I agree. But I'm terrible at my own makeup, but I just feel like my hair is always like a fucking mess. So like if I (laughs) and I can can only still do, I can only do one type of hairstyle. So if I wanted it to not look like my hair every single day, like I need to get it done. Right, right. Totally. If you have a friend group, so this is for both of you, would you feel guilty about only having the ones you feel closest to in your groomsmen or bridal party? Yes. Say it again. So like if you have like like leaving some people Like if out. you leave some people out of a friend group. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> and I think I felt bad about it. <laughs> yeah. It was like an issue. I know. I like, I, yeah. <laughs> I like specifically I, I still, did that. I still feel bad about, yeah. about stuff like that. Um, yeah. At what point should you know how much how how much salary I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. how much your significant other makes under one year or over one year of dating under one year yeah I think right yeah. away immediately first immediately, date immediately yeah first date wow I mean a gauge, <laughs> first date but... first date's a lot no no first date's aggressive like how much you make <laughs> we actually talked about it on our second date though yeah I think it's fine I, I think, think like right away yeah I think ballpark like like not like the penny not if it like not if it has not if it comes up so awkwardly like for example if, you, if we're at dinner mm-hmm. and I'm like so how much do you make like yeah. I would never yeah, I no that. I would, I would never, never say that yeah but it was more the way that it came up for us was he was like I just left he actually was at Goldman he was like mm-hmm. I left Goldman and I'm 
and I joined this um, startup, and so I'm making no money. You know, it was right. like that. Yeah, and, then yeah, I was yeah. like, and then I was like, what's no money? You That's know? fair. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's how you pose it. You, I think, right. you can if work you wait, around it. If you've been uh-huh. dating someone for a year and you don't know, like, how much they make, I think it's kind of weird. That's super yeah, weird to me. So weird. Like, <laughs> very questionable. At weddings you've attended, or like your wedding specifically, do you note the entree selection on the RSVP or with the waiter when they come over? We did family style, so mm-hmm. so neither. So but what's neither. like more typical when you're attending? I think it's on the invitation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I've noticed. Yeah. See, I we did waiter, and because like, how do I know if I'm gonna want meat you're or right. fish in six months? Like, I prefer I it with the waiter yeah. because yeah. it's true. Like, how am I yeah. supposed to know? And it, I like to make a game time decision. Right, I kind of want to right. see the other table. You know, totally. Do you ever leave random friends' texts unopened for days for literally no reason and keep telling yourself you need to reply? No. I'm, there are two kinds of people in the yeah. world. There mm-hmm. are people that do that yep. and people that don't do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it gives me too much anxiety. I cannot yeah. do that. I, I would never. No. Yeah. But I know a lot of people who are like yes, that. I mean, yeah. I know it's not personal. It's like, no. why hasn't this person answered me? Because no. the only person. The only texts I like sometimes will forget about are when it's like an ask of me. Yep. And it's like an ask it's that's like, like get random. That. Yeah. You know? Or if it's like networky. It's like yeah, someone yeah, who's like, like, like I want to introduce you to someone yeah. who like knows like a, a matchmaker who knows yeah. a matchmaker. I'm like no. <laughs> not now. Would you take it personally if your close friend hasn't introduced you to their new sig- significant other of a few months? Probably yeah. Probably but only if like I see that person often right? Mm-hmm. Like if I if it's a person I see quite often then I'd be offended but some of my friends even my closest friends I won't see for a few months so I don't think that's that But I weird. also like wouldn't be like sitting there like seething in resentment I'd be like yo like when am I meeting so and so like yeah, I would yeah, have yeah. the conversation right, right, you know right. Yeah well that's just guys versus yeah, yeah. Like, like what's going on Like we just be like okay they hate me and the guys <laughs> are like yo when are we meeting Yeah would you be offended if someone asked you to sign a prenup? No. No. Someone responded to this and they were like, no, because that means my man is rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I would rather like deal with that before I'm like very emotional. Than- yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't understand. Like some people get really offended when you're like, I don't want to sign a prenup because that means like we're setting up for like failure before we even start. But it's, it's the like... It's the opposite. Yeah. I saw a divorce without a prenup and it, you don't want to go through that so yeah. just, just in case it's just like having insurance on your ring totally right? <laughs> totally 100% but apparently when you are when you live in New York the pre you should probably solve a prenup but the prenup rules apply to marriages mm-hmm. meaning like whatever is yours before yeah. is yours whatever yours during is half and whatever yours whatever mm-hmm. after is, is Interesting. individual if you had okay so imagine you're both single mm-hmm. and you yeah. haven't met each other yet okay. <laughs> if you had consent from somebody's spouse would you sleep with someone who is married like no. let's say you were attracted no. to someone who's married and their wife or husband said it was fine no no because i would if, if you're like point? a trick it's literally a trick what if yeah. i end up like catching feelings for them but then they're married you know yeah then you're in a threesome relationship yeah i, yeah. I don't want to be in a throuple there's enough people mm-hmm. out there yeah yeah <laughs> i agree if your guy friend that you slept with a few years ago gets a new girlfriend, should you create distance with him to respect the girl or no big deal? I mean, if it was a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. Last few. You find out that your significant other hooked up with someone during when you were hooking up but not exclusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Is it fair to tell them it makes you uncomfortable when you see that person out? Yes. Yes. Or should it be dropped? Or you think it's fair? I yeah. think it's fair. Well, we're on the same page on all these. Yeah, I think it's totally fair. Mm, maybe you guys should get married. <laughs> <laughs> it's just better. Like, in general. If you yeah. did that, like, I would be like, that person is dead. Like, you never see that person. It's not yeah, like that to me. A lot of people dead to us. I just yeah. think you can't, like, have That's feel- Scorpio energy. In I'm easy to dead yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I think you can't have like strong feelings like that and keep them to yourself. Like yeah. it's not healthy. Yeah, like yeah, if that yeah. bothers you and you're just gonna sit there getting upset. Oh no, every I day. would like I would be seething. Yeah, you wouldn't hold that. Oh like, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, one more. Do you ever remember something that your ex did and get triggered by it, even though you're in a new happy relationship? Mm. I don't. I don't either. Because mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I would get triggered with it if it was like with that person, but mm-hmm. no. Yeah, if Olivia was like doing those things, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no. No. Nice. You guys, you guys obviously haven't had triggering scenarios with your yeah, exes. Yeah, I think that's shows. honestly more, <laughs> more of what's going on. Amazing. We usually end these episodes with a quote or piece of advice that you can share with us that has helped you throughout the years. It could be like dating stuff or just like a life motto or a work motto, whatever you're mm-hmm. called to say. I mean, it's like very like worky, but I I always say in the office like if you're not embarrassed by your launch, you waited too long. Mm. So it's like don't let like you know I like just that. go for it. Like mm-hmm. and even if it's like cringy and like like you yeah. started this, I'm sure it's much better today yeah. than like oh my God, day it was one. Cringe. But like that's like improvement and that's good. And you're never gonna like do anything if you like wait for it to be perfect. You know, that's actually great advice. Yeah, I think that. What I've learned, at least from like this whole journey of like starting a business, getting married, everything is that I used to like limit my beliefs in myself and like my dreams. And I feel like a lot of people might like second guess themselves and not want to like start something or feel like they're being held back or just not have the confidence in themselves to do it. And I think that if you have an idea or if you like, want to go after that guy start a company just like try it and the worst case scenario is that it doesn't work out and you're like redirected to something else so yeah like go for what you want i love it Mm -hmm. where can everyone find you guys follow you and get a ring so you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Clear Cut. My personal is Olivia Landau. And you can shop at www.theclearcut.co. Cool. Correct. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. 